Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, babies in their diapers, welcome to the Tiberia Show with your host, Tiberius Boy! That's me, Tiberius! Today, we're going to talk about some very awesome stuff. We have a video about building and saving your income, a book about best friends running their babysitter's business while dealing with some personal issues, and we have a totally awesome guest. Today, we have the one, the only, the amazing Austin Kerr! Austin is the founder of Human Management and a software program that helps people with HR. Ah, thanks for having me. I made a HR software to help people have better time at work. Nice. Well, today we're going to start off with a video of the week, and this is going to be some money. And now it's time for the video game of the week. Today's video game is Build Your Stacks. This can be made by Next Gen Personal Finance. This is a website that teaches you about personal finance. You can find it at ngpf.org and click on the arcade button. And the cool part is that it's all free. So to start the game and they, they teach you how to play. But I'll give you a shorter version. You have 20 years to make the monies. One year equals a minute. Every 30 seconds your pocket cash will restock and you will get $4,000. They present you with seven different ways of making money, but you have to unlock them. When investment is unlocked, it will show you how it works and how you gain money from it. Mm -hmm. So then you start the game. First you have a savings account, and then you can earn an interest from having money in your account. Pretty nice. And next, you can buy what's called a CD after the first year. You can put money into a CD and you will gain a profit over time. As you get better investment types like stocks and government bonds, and then you can earn that money cash. I got my dad to play and he was very good at it. He earned over $450,000 but lost a lot of money on the commodities market. I think it was fun to play with the stock market and the mutual funds. The mutual funds seemed to make more money over time where the stock market did well for short term boosts. I liked the CDs the most because you were always sure to earn money and there was no risk. Well I give Build Your Stacks 10 out of 10 stars because I really like this game getting my money problems down to zero. I really enjoy that it's challenging and keeps me on my toes. My dad said it was a good way to learn about different investments and the benefits and pitfalls of putting your money in different places. Is it a game for just kids or for all ages, do you know? All ages. That's really cool. I'm going to have to check that out. I have a lot of like, nieces and nephews, so I feel like they could really benefit from... Over 40 years, Playhouse Central Florida has provided education, independent life skills, and job training to thousands of Central Floridians who live with blindness or any degree of vision loss. Whether it's picking out clothes in the morning or just moving around your community and serving Orange, Seminole, and Osceola counties, contact Playhouse Central Florida at 407 The Tiberia Show would like to thank one of their dedicated sponsors, Custom Designs Orlando. These guys are on Mills Avenue and do all sorts of stuff, ranging from photo ID badges, engraved signs, custom braille ADA signs, vinyl lettering to trophies and awards. The cool part about Custom Designs is they can ship products all over the United States. You can reach them at 407-898-0373 and tell them that Tiberius sent you. Now 
now it's time for the book of the week. The Pegasus Club, Claudia and Mean Janine. This book is written by Anne Martin. Lay me to the back of the book. In fact, Austin, would you like to do the honors? I sure would. So Claudia and her sister Janine may as well be from two different planets. Claudia, who pays more attention to our artwork and the babysitter club than her homework, Janine works in college courses, then something bad happens to Mimi. Will the sisters work together to help Mimi or not? Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Well, this is an era book that's worth one whole point. It's rated for second grade and seventh month. That is not a lot of points because it's a graphic novel, but the subject matter is made for teens. I, I remember the babysitter's club when I was a kid. The school they're still uh-huh. relevant doing stuff. Yeah. So book four of the Babysitter's Club, we start off with Claudia having to deal with her times tables with what she calls her Mean Janine, her sister. She's kind of a pain and a big smart aleck. Then the next day, Claudia's doing her math test and she finishes it last. Then Claudia and Janine and Mimi were playing the trivia game and Claudia thought Janine was cheating in the game. Then Janine got mad and left the game. And then Mimi went to bed and then Janine came back, you know, explain and then they hear a thud (gasps) well turns out Mimi's now in the hospital and you will not know why because I want you to read the book yourself that's pretty cool well I give the babysitters club Claudia and Mean Janine 12 out of 10 stars because I like when Claudia and Janine made up and helped Mimi recover from her spoiler 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 Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Stroke and help to remember her words. Oak Ridge Gun Range is a family-oriented shooting range that has been in business for over 30 years. They specialize in basic firearm training and offer numerous services such as consignments, gun trades, gunsmithing, and concealed weapon classes. I even got my training for gun safety at Oak Ridge Gun Range. Great customer service and firearm safety is what they do best. So find out more at oakridgegunrange.com. So you want to make an ad for your company, right? Yeah, Tiberius, you want to help me? Okay, so what's the name of the company? PPWND. PP what? Professional Pressure Washing and Detailing. So you like clean driveways? Yeah, like that. We pressure wash commercial buildings and semi-truck and trailers. So how would someone get a hold of you? Uh, They can visit my site at ppwnd.com or call me at 407-900-7793. So I just tell them to call you at 407-900-7793 or visit ppwnd.com? Yeah, Tiberius, you got it. Cut, that's a wrap. Just use that. And now it's time for our interview of an interesting person. Today's guest is going to be so much fun. Today we have the one, the only, the amazing Austin Kerr. Austin is the founder of Human Management, a software program that helps people with human resources. Right. Yeah, exactly what it is. It's just there to make work better. Okay. So first off, how are you enjoying being on the show? I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, you're an awesome host. Very like your energy and how you have so many different segments. Very awesome. Okay. So I know that HR stands for human resources, but for my listeners that have no idea, can you explain exactly what is human resources and why do we need to manage it? So human resources is the basic idea of employees. So in a business, you have a few different resources that you use to deliver products and make money. Like you have your physical assets like the building or maybe some machines. You have your inventory, which is like products that you're selling. And then you have humans. So in different businesses, humans 
play a larger or smaller role. Like if you have an IT business, that's a lot of humans who are doing work with people. And so when you have people, just like in school or anywhere else, you need to manage them. You need to make sure they get along, that the teams work together, that they know what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And all that kind of falls under the umbrella of human resources. Okay. Now, what are some of the larger issues with human resources? Um, pay is one of the bigger ones. A lot of people, you know, will start a job and then they'll feel like they want to make more money. The business sometimes doesn't have the money or doesn't want to pay the people the money. And so there's a lot of disputes that happen with that. Another one is understanding what everyone's supposed to do. So in a business, things are always evolving. People are coming up with new solutions. The market changes, uh, meaning like what people need to produce changes. And so as those changes happen, people get ideas about things or they don't get enough information and that makes them feel undervalued, overvalued, they argue with each other, all that sort of stuff. Okay, so you wrote a computer program that helps with the management of human resources. Can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah, so in the software world, um, what I found is that most developers develop things that they know. And not a lot of software companies really understand managing people. And so the, the tools that are out there, like when you come to something like a sales management or accounting, there's really robust tools. But when it comes to HR, a lot of the tools were like very small. They would handle like just uh, hiring people or maybe just dealing with uh, people's time off. And so what I wanted to do was I wanted to provide like a whole approach to HR and managing people. And so I made a software with a bunch of little tools, kind of like an ecosystem that just makes managing and working with employees easy. Okay. So how long have you been working in the human resources field? About 15 years. Nice. So what got you interested in working in HR? So I actually used to be in the music industry and I used to uh, manage tours. I played in a band when I was younger. And when I was managing tours, I started hiring lots of people. And I realized how important making the right hires and then managing our expectations and stuff like that really matters. And so when I stopped doing the music, I just continued doing a lot of HR stuff. And I ran a theme park for a while. Um, I did some IT work like your dad. And then I found myself at a larger corporation that I helped build. And there I really, really learned how some of those uh, decisions affect the long term. Nice. So what is the best part about working in this field? You are making such a huge impact on people, right? So like you're you're younger, right? So one, of, yeah. one third of your life right now is school, right? So you, you sleep. You have your free time, then you have school, and that's at one-third. When you get older, that one-third is work. And so for 50, 60 years, one-third of your life will be work. And so when you work in HR, you can make that one-third of people's lives either horrible or wonderful. You can make them have purpose and feel like they're accomplishing things, where they have friends and people they can talk to, and a sense of uh, community and family. And so I really love being able to make that huge of an impact on people's lives. That makes sense. So how does your software make it easier to manage HR? So one of the problems that people run into is business executives and HR, because my software is kind of for both, they get really busy with stuff. And there's a lot of things they know they should do, like have policies and have fair instructions for people, um, keep track of of various information about employees, but it's really time consuming and, and hard. And because of that, when they have a lot of work to do, a lot of that stuff kind of, they, they don't do a good job of setting up their company to be a great place to work at. So key management makes it, uses automation, like it does stuff for you automatically that you would kind of think you need to do, but don't have time for. And mm-hmm. because it makes all that stuff happen automatically, it means people can be better managers because they can do the things that are important without it taking up so much time. 
Mm -hmm. So what size company would need your software? Anywhere from about 10 employees to about 100. Is like the, that's like my sweet spot for But what if they only have like one or two people? So they could definitely use my software. I have some companies where that's how to do. But at that point, the having automations to help you when you only have to do something every once in a while uh, mm -hmm. can sometimes be more annoying than it is helpful. But once you get to 10 employees, all of the little administrative things are like way overwhelming. And so that's where you really like are going to see the, the benefit from using a software like mine. Mm -hmm. Now I interviewed someone that was a safety director. Is that kind of similar to human resources? Kind of. I'm not super familiar with a safety director, but from what I would imagine it's dealing more with like workplace safety. So that's like would be relevant, relevant in a very large company. But yeah, at a smaller company, HR would also kind of tackle that or be in charge of it. Okay. Now, my dad said that you lived in Florida, but travel all over the world. Have you always wanted mm -hmm. to work remotely, but all over the place? Um, short answer is no, honestly. Uh, I, I traveled a lot when I was younger. When I was in my 20s, I did a lot of traveling. I've been to like 13 different countries and like 47 different states. Um, I feel, I, I travel about, yeah, about half the year, maybe a little less than that, mainly because my wife loves it. And uh, when you find someone, and they're your wife, you want to do those things that make them happy, and so it makes my wife extremely happy to travel, so now I can do it. Okay, so what is one of the coolest things that you got to see in your business? It might seem lame, but like, basically I, I had an idea for this software, and I spent a lot of time building it, and every now and then, I mean, not every now and then, but I, I see companies who are really using my software. I get a look, and I can see like, you know, so many people logged in from that company, or and that's really cool because it's something that I made, I invented on a little computer, and now like thousands of people are using in their daily lives, and that's, that's really cool. So what is the hardest part about being in human resources? Um, one of the hardest things is that employees tend to think that you ha should have everything handled and figured out, which as people, uh, nothing's always handled and nothing's always figured out. It's always a little bit more messy than we want, and so that's... It can be really stressful for people to put like anything that's wrong with humans in a workplace is on your shoulders, and so that that can be difficult. Okay, so what part of your work is the most fun? I really like doing demos. Like I really like when a new person comes in and they get asked all these little fun questions, and I get to talk to them and understand their business. Um, I love that like, interaction. So, what are some of the things that a business can do to save money with their staff? So, one of the things that you can do to save money is you can try to make work have a little bit more of a, of a meaning for those people. So there, there's a saying I sometimes say, which is like, you can never pay someone enough to be miserable, right? So if someone's unhappy, you can't pay them enough money for them to be willingly unhappy. And so when you make your workplace, and you don't think about, uh, you know, the way the break room works or the way that time off works or that the teams are, are people who could enjoy working alongside each other. You're basically guaranteeing you're going to have to see them for that frustration they're dealing with. And so when you set up your company and you, you don't have to put a lot of work into it, but if you just think a little bit, hey, maybe that guy should be over there, you know, whatever. If you think about that stuff, it makes people happier and they will demand less money. So okay. Well, if you can think of one thing that would make your job easier, what would it be? With people, when you have a software and you're creating a software, uh, 
you basically are, you, you've invented something, and there's these things called bugs, which is basically when something, you created these two things, and you didn't think about a way that they would interact with each other, and then someone makes them interact with each other, and it doesn't happen good. So, the thing that makes my job easier is when people tell me. If they don't tell me when things are not working well, then I don't know, and other people will have that bad experience, so when people tell me, it's easy. Now, my dad said that you used to work with Fortune 500 companies, like the one in magazines. Which is more fun, working for large companies or working for yourself? So, I would actually say I like working for large companies. Um, I know a lot of people who really like working for themselves because there's freedom, no tell what to do. But I basically made key management because the large company I was working for wasn't mine. So, I had to deal with a lot of other people's rules, and sometimes in HR, I think hey, people would be happier if things were a little bit different. So I mainly wanted to make a make key management so I can make a big giant company that I can make be a wonderful workplace. And so I okay. want to work again at a large company. So what's the greatest challenge that most human resources managers are dealing with today? The greatest challenge right now is that a lot of people are quitting. There's a lot of like uh, turnover, like people are leaving one job and then going into a different one. And so that's really, really difficult for keeping like a company stable and so they're trying to come up with reasons why people are leaving and to solve that basically. so what is the craziest situation that you've run into while working in this field there was one employee at a, at a company who kept um like dating people in the office and then having these horrible breakups and you can't really stop them from dating because it's like you know some people want to date each other whatever but they kept dating new people and then they would stop dating and then there'd be these giant arguments in the office, and so we had to like, it was a delicate situation, it was hard. Okay, that's kind of confusing, but also kind of hilarious. <laughs> yes. So, it's <correct>. like, <laughs> what? So what advice would you give to my listeners if they wanted to grow up and work in human resource management? HR is really great because, you know, like everything I said, you gotta create such a big effect. Um, it's really good to kind of get your foot in the door. You don't necessarily need a, a degree to work in HR. A lot of people who work in the field don't have degrees. But if you can just find a company that, and you're a people person and you like caring about people, then just uh, start offering to help, even if you don't work in HR. So start offering to help with an event or something like that. And then people will find that you kind of have that skill set and you'll be given that job easily. HR, working in HR is great because a lot of people don't like confronting it because people are scary. And so you can make a lot of money and you can have a lot of power in a company if you work in a job. Okay. So when you were a kid, what did you want to do when you grew up? Did you always know that you were going to work in human resources? Okay. Well, I want to read a podcast that talks about God during my Line Strong segment. How do you include mm-hmm. God's message in your work? You know, one thing that's really important about God and kind of what the Bible talks about is like helping your neighbor and, you know, being... Which I think is really what HR is about. You know, you're really trying to make your company help people, not only the customers, but also the employees and the employer. So I think that my software makes helping easier. And I think when helping is easier, a lot of people do it. So that's basically. Okay. So what was the first job that you ever had? I worked in a mail room and I worked for a company that sent out lots of mail and they would get mail back saying that people change their addresses. I'd have to look up and, ch- and figure out what my address was and then change it. But was there anything you learned from that job that helped you to work in IT or human resources? Yeah, I mean, I learned a lot about the company. Um, the company that I worked for I had a really boring job. I worked there for two years and never got a raise. 
Um, when I then graduated, they offered me another job and I turned it down. I learned a lot about the way that companies work um, that I was able to then improve on. And so, yeah, very helpful. Mm -hmm. So who helped motivate or inspire you the most in following your dreams? Um, so I had a really great family, honestly. Um, I think a family similar to yours and your dad, who, you know, your dad obviously does a lot of work to try to make your dreams possible and make sure you understand that you can achieve things. And so I grew up in a similar type of family. My mom was very uh, entrepreneurial and she started businesses. My dad was self-employed. And they, me and all my sisters have all started our own businesses and we're all very successful. So what message do you want to tell children all over the world about doing the work that you do? I would say that the most important thing to understand about work, just in general, is that just because you're going to grow, grow older, you get paid per hour, right? That's how people pay you. They pay you per hour, they pay you per week. And so people get the idea that what they're being paid for is their time. And it's important to understand that no one will ever pay you for your time because your time is not valuable. What's valuable is what you can do with your time. So the product you can make, the shows you can produce, the audience you can uh, inspire, that's what people pay for. And so when you go out into the work world and when you start with a part-time job, even if it's just um, doing, giving ice cream to people, think about the fact that you're being paid to deliver something. And if you make sure that you focus on what you're delivering, you'll get paid more and more money, you'll get more respect, and you'll do very well in life. And if you think you're just being paid to be there, you'll get paid less money, you'll get less respect, and you won't do well in life. So that's a big difference. Is there anything else you think my listeners should know about you? I have eight nieces and nephews. That's a lot. Yeah. How many brothers and sisters did you have? Or do you I have? I have three. Okay. Oh, I have three, but yeah, they all have kids, tons of kids. So I get to babysit all the time, and it's really fun. Free money, maybe? Or you have to do it for free, maybe? No. <laughs> you probably have to do it for free. <laughs> well, do you have a Facebook or a website for my listeners who want to follow you? Yeah, so go to humanagement.io, H-U-M-A-N-A-G-E-M-E-N-T.io, and uh, same for the Facebook, facebook.com slash humanagement. Okay, well, what's that one question that you think I forgot to ask you? Hmm, you forgot to ask me. Um, you could ask me how much my software is. So how much is it? It's $5 per employee per month. Wow! So if you have yeah. 10 employees, it's just $50 per month. Yeah, that's it. Holy cow. And way more for you than $50 would. So. <laughs> it's like McDonald's, 100 employees. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Austin, for being my special guest. Can you stick around for Math Corners? Definitely can. Are you frustrated with your computer? Tired of waiting for the computer to let you get your work done? Having an IT professional available when you need him can be invaluable to your business. With a Your Computer Solutions monthly service plan, you can enjoy error-free computing and get your tasks done when you want them done. Got a virus or malware warning? Call YCS and let them remotely solve the issue for you. Computer running slow? Give YCS a call and they will remotely fix it. When? Well, right away. On average, our clients are back up and running within 10 minutes 
minutes of their call. If you want your computer to run smoothly month after month, just get the Your Computer Solutions monthly service plan. Your Computer Solutions is there when you need them. Call us today at 407-826-0810. The Tribeus Show would like to thank Boggy Creek Airboat Adventures for being one of our sponsors. I got to go on an airboat and saw a real gator. I even got to go to the gem mine and mine for some gems. We ate a steak dinner at the restaurant and even got some gator rights. If you want to have a blast with the entire family, I suggest you go to www.bcairboats.com right now to get your tickets today. The website again is bcairboats.com. Tiberius's favorite subject, it's Math Corners! Thank you, Austin, for helping me with Math Corners. This week, we're going to do some more multi-step word problems. My dad is always good at finding new problems for me to solve. And today, we're going to talk about bowling. Hold up, I love bowling. So at a bowling alley, there are 16 lanes. Each lane has 24 pins in the pin setter. The manager orders 19 packs of pins to have some extras. Each pack has three pins. When doing inventory, how many total pins should there be in the bowling alley? Well, this is a real world problem because, well, you know, I love bowling. And just got back from another bowling tournament as well. But I will say that I know for a fact that a pin setting can only hold 20 pins. But we're gonna allow this word problem a pass for the sake of math. So, Let's start with the pins on the lanes. There are 24 pins on each lane and there are 16 lanes. So 16 times 24 is 384 pins. But now you have to account for the extras. The manager has 19 packs of three, so 19 times three is 57. Now you just have to add the 384 to the 57 and you get 441 pins. So Austin, do you tell your companies to take your staff bowling to help them with team building? Absolutely. Many companies that I work with or have worked at have gone bowling as a company. It's a lot of fun. Now Austin, my teacher said that I would use math every day. Do you use math in your work? Yes. In coding specifically, you use math all the time. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Austin, for your help with Math Corners. And now it's time for the heart of a lion. As you know, we talk about the qualities of living by the heart of a lion, which stands for leadership, integrity, obedience, and ability. This week, we're gonna talk about nobility. For me, I think nobility is remembering we are God's special possessions acting in a noble way, showing courage and honor. The qualities of nobility are goodness, virtue, honor, generosity, and selflessness. So this week, I went to the celebration of life of my great-grandmother. She was 102 years old when she passed. I remember playing with her as a child and she was always so kind. She sat in her chair in the corner of her home, but when I came over, she would always be sure to play with me, even if she was tired. This was selfless because she always made time for other people, even though she was not feeling well. My great-grandmother was, in my opinion, noble, because she always had honor, virtue, and goodness. And not because she would give me ice cream when my dad was not looking. So Austin, did you see or use nobility at all this week? Um, yeah, I mean, 
I would say that uh, my, my sister, she had some work things come up. She's a voice teacher, and she wasn't able to leave in time to pick up her kids, which obviously is important to pick them up from school. So she called me. I dropped everything I was doing, and I was because I was able to, fortunately, and I went and picked them up, and I watched them for about two hours until she could pick them up. Nice. Of all of the Heart of a Lion virtues, which do you see the most? I mean, I see a lot of leadership just because of me working with companies, specifically with their, the people who lead those companies. Um, so I think that, you know, people who decide to lead and to take on that responsibility of making sure that others have a great time is super important. So, yeah. Okay. Well, we should always try and be lying strong in everything we do, shouldn't we? Definitely. And that's our show, folks. I want to thank the one, the only, the amazing Austin Kerr for being on my show. It has been so much fun talking to you today. I think we learned a lot about what human resources is and how to build a software company. Thank you so much. This was honestly so much fun. I think you're, you guys are an awesome host. I've been on a few different podcasts, and I think this was my favorite one by far. Do you mind giving your website again? Yeah. So it's humanagement.io, H-U-M-A-N-A-G-E-M-E-N-T.io. And uh, yeah, I'd love for people to go on, get a free trial. Okay. Also, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at The Tiberio Show. And please just sure to visit The Tiberio Show on YouTube and subscribe. Also, be sure to listen to us next week on The Tiberio Show with our host, Tiberius The Tiberio Show is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Executive producer, Joseph Boy. Production editor, Pierre Laguerre. Green Room manager, Danny Boy. And your program host, Tiberius Boy! The Tiberius Show is copyright 2018.